When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. So tell us about how it's going this week. Think about it being here for the Well, I want to thank Minneapolis, Minnesota. You guys have a great, great city. Woo! I want to thank y'all for a great weekend. I haven't been here for a long time uh, because the people will suck. Yes, Charles Barkley right there at the Katy Perry concert on Sunday telling the absolute truth. Um, All right, last night, gentlemen, I watched the, not surprisingly, hockey lottery pick selection, which was a quick show. It's aggressive. And I did it during, and I did it flipping back and forth from the Twins game. In short, I watched no basketball last night, which is not surprising for me. The only thing is the most compelling thing going on last night, and my Twitter feed constantly, NBA last night. Let me paint a picture for you of last night in the National Basketball Association, the greatest soap opera right now running probably on the face of this earth. It's beautiful. All right. Magic Johnson, without informing the people who run the Lakers, calls a press conference and resigns. A tearful Magic Johnson saying, I couldn't tell Jeannie Buss because she might have talked me out of resigning, so I'm quitting and I just want her to know that I'm going to quit and you're all going to tell her for me. very odd. Okay, that's one. Two is Dirk's last game in Dallas. And two A and, and B, I guess, would be then Dwayne Wade's last game in Miami. Jamal Crawford scores, what, 51 for the Phoenix Suns. And then we get the late night, somewhat erroneous, but not completely, and only we care, of course, Woj Bomb, that that stated at that time that it looked like Layden and Saunders were going to be hired full-time by the Wolves. And then Johnny K., our guy from The Athletic, comes back and says, no, 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 the Wolves are actually going to have a search. Nonetheless, my point being, on this night, there were at least five NBA things that were glorious and were this league has it figured out perfectly? That Anthony Davis shirt. Oh, and that too. I'm forgot sorry. all about that. Yes, I forgot about that. He shows up to the game, which is thank you. In all likelihood, his last game with the Pelicans, wearing a uh, Warner Brothers cartoon. That's all, <laughs> folks. <laughs> That's <laughs> all, folks. <laughs> T-shirt. And then asked about it today at practice, and he goes. Yeah, you know, I got a guy who lays out my outfits for me of for, for game baseball, night. Baseball, baseball. I had nothing to do with that. Like, baseball you didn't look down? can't even have a guy style a home run without screwing that up. Right. And the NBA has a superstar who's not playing with a that's all folks shirt on 
And it's just fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it is. I mean, and considering that the season started off with the Timberwolves being in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons with the Jimmy Butler stuff. And that might, I don't even know, Bill Simmons put out his rankings of the most crazy things that have happened in the NBA this year. And that was only fifth on his list because of the press conference last night. But here we are back at the same crossroads. Glenn Taylor has found himself at in every non-Flip Saunders situation since he took over the franchise 25 years ago. The only person who's ever been able to keep this franchise on the right course is Flip Saunders. And every time Flip Saunders has either been fired as a coach or tragically passed away as as the president of basketball operations, it's just a disaster. It's a clown car. It's David Kahn. It's Tom Thibodeau. It's Rick Adelman sleeping on the bench. Uh, it's Scott Layden having... Here's my smell test on Scott Layden. If you think Jim Peterson's bad at his job, you have no perception or judgment. Like, you just don't. And I know that they're probably going to bring in a president of basketball operations who eventually creates his own structure in the front office. So this is probably just, I don't think Woj was entirely wrong. I think it was, hey, these guys are going to stick around for now, and Layden's probably going to run this thing through the draft, but who knows? And and they'll bring somebody else in. But why should we have any confidence that Glenn Taylor, with or without a search firm, and it sounds like there will be no search firm, because the last search firm that cost, what, six figures? Corn point, Ferry. Corn Ferry. Yeah. Pointed him to a rejuvenated and turned around Tom Thibodeau, that he's learned his lesson, and this is a guy that, like, first of all, why do you need a search firm to find Tom Thibodeau? Just yeah, he's not hard to find. He's screaming somewhere. Right. He's, <laughs> if but, he's not a coach at the time, he's like on a bus bench somewhere telling somebody or yelling at a referee that that's a travel. Right. Yeah. But the last time he didn't use a search firm, he hired David Kahn. I was going to say, so, <laughs> so, so like, you know what? You lose, you lose. <laughs> right. But, like... I, I want to go in, into this thing with a clear mind, and I want to hope for the best on behalf of Timberwolves fans, but I can't, with a clear conscience, sit here and tell you that it's going to be okay, because there's been no history outside of Flip Saunders that they're going to nail And what was Cat's quote? Cat's quote yesterday at some point was like, it'd be nice to have stability, because with the Wolves, you just don't. Yeah. Like, this is, does this not strike, unless they get this right, and I'm with Phil, I'm skeptical at best. Does this not strike you as the beginning of of going down the Anthony Davis path with Cat? It's like, okay, you've got this superstar, and it's going to be great, and you continue to screw things up, and eventually that superstar says, you know what, I'm not going to yeah. do this anymore. I was just going to say, this this hire might, might decide whether or not you keep Carl Anthony Towns beyond this contract and maybe even through this contract, yeah. because Giannis might be the next guy who... I mean, he's got a contract coming up, I think, in two or three. His contract comes up before Carl Anthony Towns. He's probably the next big guy who will be close to hitting free agency, and, and we'll see what happens with him. But after that, I think it's Carl Anthony Towns who teams are going to look at as that dude who they might be able to steal away from another and a smaller market and a franchise that seems to always be in disarray and can't get their stuff together long enough to put a good support system around Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And you've got, because the contract kicks in this upcoming season, I believe. So you have five years of Towns, but really three years to build something meaningful, right? Mm -hmm. Because to the Anthony Davis point, that was a five-year contract, I'm fairly certain, too. Or at least you know they, they had a runway of five or six years. Yeah, it was. And with two years left, he started saying, uh, right. I'm good here. 
I've seen all this. I'm good here. And we have no reason to suspect that Carl Anthony Towns is going to be. I am pleasantly surprised with how great of a trooper he's been through all this BS. The fact that the Tom Thibodeau era didn't just put him into Kevin Love sour mode is a, is a minor miracle. Because Kevin Love felt like he got the wrong end of the organization's decision making. And, and it's apples to oranges a little bit. And he was he went from happy-go-lucky Kevin Love to dark, cryptic, no longer smiling Kevin Love, and right. he was out. And Carl Anthony Towns, thankfully, did not get to that point uh, in the Tom Thibodeau era. So a Johnny K story today uh, paints a picture, though, and this is what concerns me again about Glenn, right? Johnny K story, which basically goes through where things are at, where things might go, of a story of since Tibbs left... Guess who's become Mr. Cuddly and friendly with Glenn Taylor? Scott Layton, right? Because Scott basically just morphs into what's going to save my butt. So, so when it was Tibbs, it's like, you know, and now it does sound like Glenn was smart enough to look at the way that Tibbs and Layton as a team handled the Butler trade. And also the fact that Scott made no trades at the deadline, which did, which does seem very odd. Mm -hmm. And so Glenn looked at that and said, okay, I'm, I've decided that I'm going to at least do a search. Uh, and not give you the job immediately. But I come back to this. Where's the faith that they're going to finally get this right? And I guess my the most important question I come to is also, who's going to get it right? Like, who's yeah. who's going to get Glenn's attention or Glenn's... Because if this is just Glenn, you're in trouble. So who who is finally, you know, Corn Fairy's gone. David Stern can't recommend David Kahn. So who's finally going to be in the position to get Glenn's attention and say, all right, if we're going to do this, here are at least three steps to doing it right this time. And it's you're to the point here where you're not going to get a super credible top candidate. For, for instance, if you're the Lakers, and the Lakers have been a complete disaster for the last six years or so, mm-hmm. but the Lakers have enough money and enough clout where, in theory, I don't know if this is going to happen, the Lakers could go around to the Sam Prestes of the world and say, we will double your salary to do what you're doing in Oklahoma City and bring it to the Lakers. Yep. The Timberwolves can't even make a phone call to a Sam Presti. Like the the the, the and the oh they can. He just laughed and hang up on him. Right. That's that's true. There's, Sam, who's this? Glenn <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> Click. There's two types of candidates the Timberwolves could realistically go after here. Number one would be the Tom Thibodeau type names, like the household names. Jeff Van Gundy's name has popped up before, right? Uh, the, I think these would be ill-advised people to bring in. A Jeff Van Gundy who's been out of the league for 10 years, and you'd be looking for not a coaching position, but a run-the-entire-organization type job. And that when you start looking at household names that aren't the Sam Prestes in their primes, but it's guys you've heard of, like or college coach guy, Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo is I th- one. I think that's a mistake. So the other bin has to be... Yeah. Guys you've never heard of that are like the second guy in line with Denver mm-hmm. or the second guy in line with San Antonio or yep. whatever that looks like. And I'm not confident Glenn Taylor is savvy can enough. Can find that guy. Yes, can pick that guy out of, a, out of a lineup. And who's helping him pick that guy? Is he doing it himself? You mentioned he's not hiring a search firm, right? And besides the fact that you have some pretty good competition in terms of other teams that are, are looking for GMs or front office guys to run their basketball ops, but... Are you really going to come here and have the control and the power that somebody running basketball operations should have? Because I don't know about you guys, but putting two and two together of Woj's report and Johnny K's report, Woj doesn't get things wrong. That's just the bottom line. So I have a feeling that it's a foregone conclusion 
that Layden and and Saunders will be back, but they don't want that to be out there yet. So somebody in the in the organization leaks out to Johnny Cake. No, we're going to hire a basketball guy, and he'll decide. Even though behind the scenes. It's been decided already, and you know that if you come and interview for that job. If the Wolves call you and ask you if you're interested in the job, you know what kind of power you have before you walk in the door and start your first day of work. And to me, on the outside looking in, again, it's an assumption of putting two and two together of two very good basketball reporters and slightly conflicting stories and trying to figure out exactly what's going on here with their sources and what they're telling them. It says to me... That he has decided they're keeping those two guys, but doesn't want that to be the narrative or be the story because he knows that looks bad to to us and, and to Timberwolves fans. So he says, no, 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 that's not the case. What's really happening here is we're going to hire a basketball ops guy. He'll decide what happens with these two. The problem is that Glenn has decided, because the Tibbs thing was such a a, a mess, Glenn is very happy when things are comfortable, right? Yeah. He likes he sees this as a family. The spaghetti party is the greatest story of all time, because that's a window into the fact that this guy who owns an NBA team throws a spaghetti party at which he wants the employees there because we're a family of sorts. I don't know that Layden's completely safe, but back to the point of who's going to take this job. I do think that that Ryan is going to get the job. And so, okay, if Layden's not safe and I sit down with with you and you and we're talking about we got Cat and, you know, we need to do this and we need to do that. And then the question gets to be, okay, who's going to coach this team? Do I get to bring that person in? And the answer is absolutely not. How, how How many people looking to make their way in this business and people are smart enough to know that you don't get a lot of cracks here, right? Like, like it's not like I failed with the Wolves, but I'm going to get this job or that job. How many people are going to say, oh, okay, that's fine. I think a lot of people are going to yeah. say, "I like." it's not that you don't like Saunders. It's that that's such an instrumental key hire. And if you can't make it, do you want the job? Let me read you guys just a little excerpt here from Johnny Kay's athletic article earlier today. Just it, And it's, it's Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. It literally mm-hmm. is like it's... It's the same song every morning, mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm to the point where I'm ready to drive the truck off the cliff. <laughs> Bill Murray. Uh, earlier in the week, speculation was rampant that Glenn Taylor would retain Scott Layden to run the basketball operations. That's what Woj reported. He has two years remaining on the five-year deal he signed along with Tom Thibodeau in 2016, and Glenn Taylor's already paying Tibbs more than six and a half million per year over the next two seasons. To oh, okay, uh, yeah, to fulfill the contract. That's a lot of money to eat on a team that has relatively paltry ticket revenue coming in thanks to ranking 28th in the league in home attendance. In the end, the Wolves decided to move forward in a more decisive manner. Bringing back the status quo would have been a hard sell for a fan base that vacated the bandwagon during the Tibbs-Butler showdown. It was also the way Taylor likely would have done things in the past, status quo. But there's a strong push internally to change the perception of the Wolves franchise, both locally and across the league. They're trying to shed the image of the penny-pinching, bumbling team of yesteryear and go looking for a dynamic leader to help them address the myriad of issues they have this summer. That's the exact same paragraph that could have been written before they hired Tom Thibodeau. We need to hire someone to come in here and put us on the map and change the perception and be a strong leader, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That's why they hired Tom Thibodeau. Even though Thibodeau wasn't the right guy, I think he had the right idea in that he brought... 
for all that happened when he was here and it probably tarnished some of this or a lot of this, Tom Thibodeau was a very well-respected basketball man when the Timberwolves hired him. He had a great run in Chicago where he got a lot more wins out of those teams than maybe what was on paper. So I think he had the right idea in getting a basketball guy who was well-respected around the league, was thought to have a lot of knowledge about the game, and he does. It's just the game has passed him by a little bit and just handed over basketball operations to him, 100%, or at least it seemed. I think that that probably was pulled back a little bit when he saw things get chaotic with Tom Thibodeau, but I think he had the right idea, just the wrong guy with the hire. Yeah. But Glenn, but Glenn likes it. The problem was, I think Glenn and the fan base liked the idea at that time. But the problem is that Glenn really went down the path of part of the reason why Glenn didn't like this is because Tom didn't play nice. Like, that's the thing with Glenn. Glenn wants, Glenn loves Ryan because Ryan lets him come in the office and he shows him the game plan. And gee, isn't this great? And now I'm going to go watch and I know the game plan. He likes that stuff. It, it sadly has gotten to the point now where I think we're all delusional if we think that anything is truly going to change until Glenn sells this yeah. thing. Yeah, it's you it's, it's just not gonna change. There are some there are some really bad owners in professional sports. James Dolan with the Knicks, uh Donald Sterling for a while with but the most Clippers. of them are bad Glenn, Glenn's on that list. And most of them are bad people. He's not a bad He's person. He's not a bad person. I know. That's the thing hard. is Do- Dolan and Sterling and those guys I think are Satan basically. <laughs> this guy's not Satan. He's not yeah. a bad guy. But I just don't. I don't see how anything truly changes, as long as he's in control. Because what he wants is probably not doable for 2019. I would of the guys of the guys you've heard of. I would sign up for Chauncey Billups. I think Chauncey Billups is waiting to pick his spot, and if he determines that this spot with Carl Anthony Towns is the right spot, then I would I would go with Chauncey Billups. But uh, we, I, I also have a question. Maybe we do this tomorrow about Ryan Saunders or another name that might be available soon if you had to pick one of them as coaches. I'm going to tease that for tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Good Mind. tease. That's a 24-hour Mind tease blow. right there. Wow. Yeah. I'll be here. Unless weather I, prevents I you that. from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, might be, I might stay home tomorrow then. Uh, in other news, when we come back here. In other news... Yeah, it's time for In Other News, middle of the week, where we take a break from the hard-hitting sports talk that we give you here on Score North and bring you some of the odd news from uh, outside and some from inside the world of sports. I went down a Florida man wormhole this week. Oh, you and me for both. In Other News, because... I clicked on a, on, a, on, a, on a story. I hope we don't have the same exact ones. I guarantee we have one of the same from ones. From tcpalm.com. Are we on the same website? The one I'm seeing is from Huffington Post. Okay, they could still be the same story, though. But within the story, there's always links to other similar stories. Oh, and, yeah. and so I just, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop clicking on these links and finding more Florida professional stories. Help? Maybe. Here's one that's, uh, that reads the headline. In other news, St. Lucie County, Florida, off the beat, man accused of burglarizing cars Dot, 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 at the jail. According to the St. Lucie <laughs> County Sheriff's Office, a man arrested Thursday by Port St. Lucie police in connection with grand theft was taken to the St. Lucie County Jail. Sheriff's officials say that man was Michael Casey Lewis, 37 of Stewart. Lewis bonded out of jail in the 900 block of North Rock Road west of Fort Pierce and was released. After being released, deputies in the parking lot of the jail observed Lewis pulling car handles and learned that he had just burglarized several cars 
right there at the jail. Lewis wound up being rebooked at the jail on additional burglary charges and released again with a bond of $11,250. How is this guy so desperate that he's burglarizing cars in the jail parking lot yet has nearly $12,000 of bail to post (laughs) within an hour of each other? This story makes no sense whatsoever. Desperate or lazy? But it is Florida. Sounds lazy to me. Yeah, was it? Were there drugs involved? There has to have been some sort of. I mean, he was in no. jail, so he couldn't have been under the influence at well, the time. Could have been, yeah. I, mean, I guess. Well, yeah. Was that story where they, the story from last week where they were sneaking <laughs> alcohol? Uh, was it drugs and dead rats or something? Yeah. And with a uh, t-shirt cannon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over the wall. But this makes absolutely it was crunch. This makes absolutely no sense <laughs> whatsoever. This guy has twelve thousand dollars to post bail twice in the same day, but for some reason is burglarizing cars in the jail parking lot. It's uh, it's genius, really. It's, it's, high, it's high level. Yeah. It's Florida. Be thankful. It gives in you great stuff to news. read. So that wasn't. I thought we were going to go down the same path but here. I Maybe still have we, more. We might. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is from HuffingtonPost.com. Mm-hmm. And the story starts with a Florida man, of course, which is my favorite type of story. Yes. A Florida man who spent $8 million purchasing an island earlier this month <laughs> is now being accused of stealing $300 of goods from a Kmart. What? What? What is wrong with people? Officers for the Key West Police Department arrested 59-year-old Andrew Lippy on a felony charge of grand theft of $300, uh, etc. Authorities said between March 30th and April 5th, Lippy stole $300.59 worth of goods from a local Kmart, including a Keurig coffee maker, a Hamilton Beach coffee maker, this guy loves his coffee, and eight light bulbs <laughs> and a bed skirt, according to the Miami Herald. Can you stop with the light bulbs? Like, what's up with the light bulbs? What? Why do you need to steal any of this? You just bought an island for $8 million. For $8 million. Yeah, times are tough. Police said there's more, there's more, and there's another, like, okay. so at, the very, at the very end, there's an amazing add-on to the story that's like, what? Why is this in the 14th paragraph? Police said Lippy bought the items, but then allegedly returned the original boxes with other things packed inside. <laughs> so one box was supposed to hold a $165 Keurig coffee maker, so he buys the coffee maker for $165. Then right. takes the box back and returns the coffee maker, quote unquote. Yep. But there was a basketball inside, which also <laughs> says something about the people at customer service at Kmart who don't open the box when someone returns something. <laughs> Lippy denied stealing the items, uh, according to he a police report. <laughs> what was his case? No, there was a basketball in it when I bought it. Here's the police report. Quote, I asked Lippy about the Keurig coffee machine being replaced by a basketball, and he stated the clerk should have realized there was no coffee machine by the weight of the box. Wait, wait. So he was stealing it, and he brought it back, and then he said it's the clerk's fault? <laughs> no, no, no. He bought it. Right. Brings it back right. to get his money back. Right. And keeps the coffee maker. Right. But he said the clerk, he's, he's the saying one it's saying. it's not my fault. He's hey. the one saying that the clerk should have right. realized he was trying to rip off the Kmart. Yep. I asked Lippy, the police oh. officer said, about the light bulbs, too, and he stated he returned the light bulbs because he paid too much money for them and did not know how they were switched. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the light bulbs, let's see here. It doesn't say what was replacing the light bulbs. I'm but guessing I, I need burned to out light bulbs. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> he denied the allegations and blamed the incident on a, com- a commercial dispute. He added, it's very complicated and I'd rather not get into it. He was released without bond and is due to appear in court. 
The arrest came a week after he purchased Thompson Island off Key West for $8 million. Quote from Lippy: I think we'll be living on it for a while. The last sentence of the story <laughs> then says, Lippy also owns the MTV Real World Resort compound what? used for season 17 Shut of the MTV up. series. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. He owns the Real World compound. So, hold on a second here. So, this guy... This guy basically was let go and told that he could return. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he there looks he like a class he actually act. Look, he actually looks like Denny Hecker. So he's he <laughs> was told, basically, that, okay, you're free to go. Just show up for court. But he's got an island he can go to. Think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. You think you're going to see this guy again? <laughs> like, you're not going to see him ever again. He's just going to go to the island. In other news... This, this is not from Florida. In fact, it's not even from the United States of America. I've gone global this week. Oh. It sounds unbelievable, but doctors in Taiwan have removed four bees embedded in a woman's left okay. eye. I can take this off my list. The 29, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I love this one. The 29-year-old patient went to Fulin University Hospital last month because of a severe pain in that eye. Doctors discovered the tiny bees feeding off the moisture in her tear ducts, oh my God. according to the source. Oh, my God. Quote, under the under the microscope, I slowly pulled them out one after another, the ophthalmologist oh. said. Oh, God. The mm. patient, who was only identified by her last name, which is he, mm. said the ordeal began when she was plucking weeds around a gravestone. She said she rinsed what she thought was sand from her eyes, but the left eye was heavily swollen by the time she got home a few hours later, according oh to the New York Times. The bees that hung removed were alive. They are colloquially known as sweat bees because they Ugh. feed on sweat and tears from humans and animals. However, they rarely sting. Hung, the doctor, said the patient's contact lenses may have saved her vision. That story would have been an amazing punchline if, like, at the end it was, like, the bees feed off the tears of sad Lakers fans or something. <laughs> you know? That's, how, how, so, so these must have been like, very young, small bees that snuck into her... Tear yes. ducks? I don't know. Yes. Very were yes. they full size when they were being pulled out? No, it sounds like they were no I think sweat bees are very small. <laughs> and and because she was wearing contacts, she didn't rub her eyes, and that basically meant that the bees didn't sting her eyes because then she'd be blind. So she got lucky that she has contacts. Yes. The moral of the story is don't do work outdoors. <laughs> I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Uh, so That's that last story I read, the the link to this story read, squeegee flap prompts machete attack. <laughs> <laughs> so a flap over a squeegee in other news, Dateline, Port St. Lucie, Florida, again. Oh, of course. A flap over a squeegee turned into a machete and razor blade attack that landed one man behind bars. Records show Ferdinand Velez Latore, 37, was arrested March 20th after investigation by Port St. Lucie police. One man identified as a victim on March 11th told police that Latore was drunk and began arguing with the second male victim about about a squeegee. He said Latori cut the second victim's arm with a razor blade. Next, he said Latori got a machete and chased a second victim. He said the second victim jumped on a pickup truck and Latori followed, screaming, I'll kill you. I'll kill everybody. This is where <laughs> the writing in this story gets weird. Total non sequitur. 
A squeegee is a T-shaped tool with a cross piece edged with leather or rubber. Squeegees are designed to facilitate the removal of water from a surface, such as a window, by dragging it across the surface. Why he's explaining Thanks. to us what a squeegee is, I have no idea. But this next paragraph gave me a bonus in other news story within... And in other news story, if I could get a sounder, please. Parenthetically, the world's fastest window cleaner is Terry Turbo Burrows, who set a record in October 2009 in the UK by using an 11.75-inch squeegee to clean three 45-inch by 45-inch windows in 9.14 seconds, according to Guinness World Records, formerly the Guinness Book of Records. I didn't know they made that switch. Meanwhile, the second victim, they jump right back in into the story, said Latori was upset with him over a squeegee records show. I, they don't explain. What's the source of the story? Where's this coming from? Like, this is the most all-over-the-map story I've ever... This is tcpalm.com. Okay. They don't explain what this, the disagreement over the squeegee is. They just said that there was some sort of disagreement over a squeegee. Was he trying to clean somebody's windows who didn't want their windows cleaned? Did somebody steal his squeegee and he was trying to take it back? This is terrible, yet great writing, and I don't know what happened in this story at all. So they told you what a squeegee was, but yet they didn't tell you why this dispute took place. At all. I'm more interested. Email them. Definitely less interested in how the dispute took place and more interested in the other people who are very fast at cleaning windows with a squeegee. And how, I need the top ten ranking list. Who decided that was a record Click or that link. was a category that needed a record? Click the link on that story and say, you dumb SOBs, <laughs> why was there this dispute? And when did Guinness go change in its name? I have no idea. Which people stopped film? reading books, so they're like, just take did, the book out of it. it. No, so it's, it's just it's just the it's just Guinness records, Guinness or? World Records. Yeah, because there's no yeah, it's all digital. Now. Nobody reads books. Yeah, exactly, it's just a website. Books. <laughs> Newspapers. <laughs> uh, I actually have two quick. I have a quick hitting one, uh, real quick. Literally, just the first sentence of one. I'm done. The, take your time. You, okay. Yeah. All right. This is from. <laughs> Let's see here. It's from uh, uh, the mirror.uk. This is just a quick hitting one. And it's bad news for me and Rami. Okay. <laughs> Men with bushy beards and long hair for you, it's even worse than me. Don't do this. May Don't have do this. Don't do this. Smaller Don't do this. Devices. Don't do this. Oh, no. Come on. Than their, than their counterparts who struggle to grow facial hair. Oh. Jonathan Harrison. Suggests a new study. So I got bees in my eyes and critters living in my hair. I don't have a beard. What you're telling me? I don't have a beard. No, I'm saying you and have my hair smaller short. devices. Hold on a second. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I was too busy screaming. Oh, oh so they're saying that. Oh, I see what you mean. No, that, I mean, yeah. I'm, well, wait, what what'd you think you were? What you think you were saying? That's, that's true. I mean, but that doesn't mean that it's true for all guys, is it? Keep talking. <laughs> Hold on a second. When you backed away from the mic to scream, what did you I think he was, he was talking I about? I thought he was going down the same road that you went down with the bee story, and he was going to tell me that millions of insects are living in my beard and hair. And so I just stopped listening. And so you're more upset about that, that than... That was an awfully specific defense of what I didn't say right there. But I don't have I don't have four times types of bugs in my hair. <laughs> so you're more upset about the fact there might be bugs in your hair than anything else. Yeah, I mean, okay. if it's small, it's small. What As am I gonna Judd do about holds that? up a pinky finger. <laughs> To the camera audience. <laughs> I got one more if you don't mind. Hold on, let me do this. Oh, I'm sorry. One. Go ahead. Let's eat you one more. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is from London. As a parent, you're going to want to celebrate your child's birthday party each year with a bang. After all, it's a pretty memorable day for you and your child, right? 
Some will throw their little ones parties. Other will shower them with gifts while some spend quality time together. One mom tried really hard to make sure her daughter's seventh birthday party was a really fun experience for all invited. But she's come under fire from fellow parents for the theme of the party. She hired a stripper. Better. Okay. A diabetes party. (laughs) A what? What? That's right. In a post that the Hell's Kitchen Facebook group put out, the mom from New Zealand shared a photo of the spread that she laid out for her child's friends and family. It featured a range of fast food items, including six KFC buckets, 10 pizzas, 20 McDonald's cheeseburgers, and 20 cans of fizzy drinks, as well as sweets and chocolate. Alongside the photo, she wrote, My girl's seventh birthday party, Kentucky chicken, cheeseburgers, Thai food, Dude, and pizza. Can we send me to that party for my next food tour? This sounds amazing. People were describing it like a Trump party. As a di- <laughs> People were describing it as a diabetes party. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to throw a diabetes party for my 40th birthday later this year. So that Mer- America. That last article I read, there was a link within it that said, Pile of burning pot plants attracts attention. Clicky, clicky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. The story closed. Oh, no. Hold on. Well, just Google. Oh, there it is. Pile of burning pot plants. I got it. No, I got it right here. Okay. Uh, So it's not really that out of the ordinary for people to burn their garbage or yard waste in in certain parts of the country. I'm sure in certain parts of Minnesota, there are people who probably do that in some of the more rural parts. But there was a big trash pile being burned behind one home in particular, and uh, Indian River County Sheriff's deputies went to this home after a complaint about the size and smell of this particular uh, burning fire. This An open burning complaint is technically what it was. Investigators saw a smoldering pile about five to six feet in diameter, two to three feet high behind a corner of the home. Uh, the owner of the home, Mr. Ellis, said it was, quote, just some leaves. The deputy uh, smelled a strong odor of burned marijuana and also saw the remains of small pot plants and leaves. Told he was burning marijuana, Ellis said, no, I was only burning the leaves. It's trash. It's trash. You don't smoke that. I've got like a quarter pound of it inside, he says. (laughs) In the home, investigators found an aluminum tray with apparent marijuana and drug paraphernalia. Ellis asked whether the investigators saw his marijuana. He was like, hey, you see that? I replied, I saw some on the tray, to which he replied, no, I've got more in the refrigerator. (laughs) Wow. In all, deputies reported finding more than six ounces of suspected pot, along with a much smaller amount of THC wax. Did you find all my pot? Ellis asked. He was arrested on charges of possession of more than 20 grams of marijuana and possession of drug paraphernalia. He made it real easy for those guys. In other news. Oh, man. Check out this pile over here under the bed. You know who did something similar, though? Remember Sam Shields, who played for the Packers? Yeah. And his career was ended by by concussion, so he was was self-medicating and said that's why he had all this stuff. But the cops came to his door, and I don't think they were even there for a marijuana complaint. They just... Knocked on his, I think it might have been a noise complaint. He was playing his music loud or something. And they smelled marijuana, so they asked him if he was smoking. And he was like, oh, yeah, come on in. And opened his kitchen cabinet, and it was just full of jars of weed that he showed off to these officers. And he was like, did you guys want some? He was like, yeah, I take it because, you know, I have post-concussion syndrome. But it, it's 
medical marijuana at that time, at least, I don't know if it is now, was not legal in Wisconsin. So he just showed the cops his, his felony possession. Genius. That explains a lot about the Packers defense. <laughs> <laughs> really does. Stuff happens, Historically. Uh, we wrap with Royce when we come back here to Mackie and Jeb with Rami. That was in other news, giving you a break from the hard-hitting sports talk of the week every Wednesday on the show. Luther Brookdale Toyota is on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, and uh, they're here to help you, whether it's get into a new car, maybe with four-wheel drive uh, to trudge through the wintry conditions that apparently we're getting all week long. That's great. And uh, maybe there's uh, maybe there's something that you want uh, in, in truck form, like a 2019 Tacoma Double Cab 4x4 with Sport Package for $369 a month right now, just $1,500 down. Looking for a Highlander? You can get into a Highlander, uh, either a seventeen fifty uh, rebate or 0.9% interest. You can also lease a 2019 RAV4 for $299 a month with $1,500 down. Uh, tire special, buy any three tires. Get the fourth one for just a dollar right now on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Thank you, sir. Time to wrap with Royce from the TCL Broadcast Studios. <laughs> Patrick, how are you? You're gonna have to break out that secret route home tonight, Judd. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm I'm giving strong <laughs> thought to going to a liquor store, coming back here and watching playoff hockey in our prep room and just staying here. <laughs> Laying on the floor would be a bad idea. That's I'm giving if thought. Get enough. If you can get enough beer in you, you could just fall asleep. That'd be fine right on the couch there. It'd be great. I tell you, who wouldn't mind? Mrs. Olgad. <laughs> she can watch TV at home. She can watch live PD reruns, and I can watch uh, playoff hockey. The hockey playoffs start tonight. Holy cow, I didn't realize that. I thought, we were still, I thought they took a few days before they jumped right into it. But uh, anywho, anywho, boy, that DeGrom thing last night was unbelievable. That guy lost his composure, didn't he? I mean, when they started hitting him, he started throwing some cookie sliders of that can't be anything near what he throws because uh, they were just pounding him. It was incredible. Well, it kind of reminded me of, I don't know if they picked up something, but Chris Sale was like a 1.9 ERA yes, against the league and <laughs> couldn't get the Twins out all season a few years ago. And Glenn Perkins confirmed on his show last week that, yeah, it was his changeup that he was tipping. And so they were just sitting on off-speed uh-huh. stuff. And I don't know, but did they pick something up off the Grom or was yeah, it just a bad night? Did you see them throw a good one, though? A slider? I mean, it looked like they were all in the middle of the plate and saying, hit me. And as the game, at, you know, first of all, Garver takes it deep, and he says, what the hell was that? And uh, he just went. Went completely after that, but they had nothing but good swings against them. It was amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick here, uh, the the Masters, the Masters on CBS starts tomorrow. Yes. And I just want to throw a shout out. Usually, we would have our guy uh, Nick Peters, our golf expert, on the show and loyal listener. We didn't have time on today's show because we had a lot of things to get to, but he DM'd us his prediction of Tiger Woods winning the Masters. <laughs> Yep. Because apparently every year Tiger Woods has won the Tour Championship, the next year he wins the Masters. So what's okay. what's your, right. what's well, your thought uh, on that? I haven't really uh, spent much time figuring out who might win it. Uh, I'd like to see McIlroy win it. Uh, he hasn't, that's the one he needs, and he's uh, playing good, and I think he's a pretty good guy for the game of golf. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, 
How about John Rahm? I picked him last year, and he didn't win it. I'll pick him again this year. I'll, I'll go with him. I, I think he's starting to get his game in a little bit better shape now. And I like uh, I like his attitude about life. So, uh, and plus, you know, young Spaniards, he's getting to that age when Spaniards, of course, Sergio didn't have the game to win it and finally did miraculously. But uh, it was about, uh, you know, he's, he's getting to the point where this was when Seve started uh, winning them down there. And uh, I, I, I'll go with John Rahm. How about that? Okay. Rahm, are you a golf guy at all? Not really, no. I turn it on if uh, I'm on Twitter on a Sunday afternoon and somebody no, says Tiger's Joe, in the hunt. He, he doesn't like golf because they don't have retractable roofs. So <laughs> <sure, yeah. laughs> These rain delays are just really... <laughs> Speaking of new stadiums, retractable Speaking of stadiums without retractable roofs, you guys went lying about Allianz Field. I went over there this morning. Unbelievable. Yeah. What a... Uh, what a popular spot that is going to be. It's going to be. Is it going to capture the youth of America? I mean, the youth of the Twin Cities. It's it's incredible. God, it's nice. Are we going to get and, some Roycey uh, football columns this summer for the Star Tribune? Well, I might get over there. To the, uh, what time they kick off? I'm not writing any on deadline. I'll tell you that. Four o'clock on, 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 on Saturday, right? Four, like four, closer to four thirty. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm. I might be in back in Fort Myers by then. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the hell with this godforsaken hellhole we live in. Pathetic. Uh, <laughs> this is pathetic. This is unbelievable. As I said on as I said on Twitter, I used to like meteorologists a lot better when they were wrong half the time. <laughs> now the son of a tell it. It's going to start snowing at 1 o'clock and not stop for two days, and they're right. They're always right now. I liked them when they were wrong once in a while. They're never wrong anymore. This is ridiculous. So Pat, Pat, was there I any point? Out, I can't go out and shovel this. I'll, have a, I'll be laying out there face down like a beached whale dead. <laughs> you know? Was there, was there any point after you saw the forecast that you thought about going back to Florida for a couple of weeks until this is all over? <laughs> I don't. I didn't believe it, but I gotta start believing these guys. This makes no sense. This is stupid. We're supposed. To, the Twins have been gone for a month. They're supposed to play Friday. We're supposed to be excited. Hell, they gotta. They won't play all weekend. The snow's gonna be up to our neck. You know, Patrick, yeah. who we, we need back? We need Barry Zavan back to tell a couple of That's jokes, right. point at the map, and be wrong. Yeah. That's and what we need. Know that he has as much idea as you do. <laughs> somebody pointed out, Bud Crilly, I, I was complaining on Twitter, but somebody pointed out one day, Bud said, Bud Crilly says, we'll know when it gets here. <laughs> I like that attitude. Uh, somebody, wait till it gets here. Hal just tweets into the show here. Can you guys start a poll on Minnesota facilities and places that Rami would prefer a roof? He says, I'll start. How about the Minnesota State Fair? Yeah, we might need a roof for that. We might need a roof you for that. You don't want to trap the smells in, though. That would be... But if it's raining, I also don't want, like, I don't want whatever I'm eating fried on a stick to be soaked with water. So I think we might need a roof. But, uh, Judd, uh, having been to Allianz Field, I'd yeah. say... If you could play the final four there, you'd have better seats, okay? There's not a bad seat in that house. No. As opposed to the final four we just had where there wasn't a good seat in the house of 70,000. It's uh, 
it is uh it is amazing you're just right on top of it it's it's incredible it's uh 250 mil paid for by them yeah and we didn't want it in minneapolis we didn't want it down farmer's market right behind target field bike lane betsy and more important matters than uh, taking this free stadium right behind Target Center and turning this into the great one of the great areas of America. She didn't want that. What a moron she was. I mean, I have a hard time disagreeing with that oh, particular huge, assessment yes, of what it's happened. It's a huge yeah. mess. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, St. Paul, well, you know, good, good for St. Paul, I guess. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's revitalizing a lousy area. It's going to be fantastic. But remember, when they had the press conference, she was at the, announcing the McGuire's getting the team. She was at it. And then she wouldn't take the stadium. Yeah. Unbelievable. It would have been fantastic. Uh, you are exactly right. Yeah. It's too bad. Now, of course, there is this problem. Who do we play? <laughs> Who do we play Saturday? Who's playing for us and who's playing for them? Those are the problems. Eh? You know, now that we have this fantastic stadium, it'd be nice to know the name of somebody who's playing. That's I'm going to have to work on that. Come on, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan Harrison could talk your ear off for yeah, two he, hours. He can give you Darwin Quintero. Ike yeah. Opara, you know, Ozzy yeah. Alonzo. Uh, okay. You want, to, <laughs> you want me to... You want me to listen to Jonathan for two hours? I get I, I get my fill when I talk to him for forty five seconds. <laughs> that's, that's just enough. That's just enough. All right, Pat. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Grab oh, my Yeah. Enjoy the weather. It sounds like Pat shoveling snow and Pat talking to Jonathan both have the same result. <laughs> Either one will this kill heavy him. stuff is dangerous. He's not wrong about that. I'm afraid to shovel. I need to be. I need to be in a room observing Jonathan talking soccer to Pat <laughs> for an uncomfortable amount of time. I like how he didn't say, I'm going to find out. He just said, well, I don't know, and so I don't care. Jonathan, but, you know what I need you to do? I need you to isolate that sound Pat made when you started railing, rack, railing off uh, MLS players' names. I've never heard that sound come out of a person, and I knew exactly what it meant. Like We named the three best players basically on the team, and he goes, okay, all right there, like. Yeah, that's great. You're making up names. Please isolate that. That for sure needs to be an audiogram. I will do that. I gotta go drive home. Bye. See you guys. Right. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> that's your traffic update. Please do us a favor. If you like the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show, go subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Download our Score North mobile app. Give us a five-star review on your podcast app of choice and give us a rating. We would appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Dog ad. Um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.